with the groin added to the added to the injury report today. Wasn't on there yesterday. Um, something that that came up in practice today. He's on the injury report today. Is limited. Uh, uh, just uh, uh, happened yesterday at practice. Anything that you're concerned about uh, moving forward? Um, no, I would expect. I, I'm, I would expect that he'd play um, play well. Does anyone else have a question for coach? Yeah, just following up on Brian Burns, um, it seems like he's kind of developing that signature spin move. Um, does that remind you of, of any player that you've seen in the past? And, uh, you know, it, do you think that's his best pass rushing attribute is that spin move? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's good. Um, I think his best, I think his best move is just when he, um, uh, Goes goes off the edge, attacks the guy's outside shoulder, leans and leans and um, reaches with the outside arm. That's where most of his sacks have uh, come from. But I think the spin's a great counter. Uh, he can spin, he can set the guy high and spin back inside. Uh, he can go in and spin back outside. Um, you know, uh, in terms of reminding me of anyone, I mean, Dwight Freeney's the greatest spin move guy of all time. I wouldn't say it's there yet. Um, Dwight Freeney did it for years and years and years, but. Um, Brian's a young player and he's developing. And the thing I like about what he does is he's developing different moves. He's developing different strategies. He's learning how to rush, um, you know, the different things that he gets. And so um, that spin move, though, is um, when used at the correct time, you know, can be really lethal. Let's go to Phil Orban and then Bill Voth. Um, to what extent can this be a measuring stick game in terms of measuring how far you this team has come from week two? considering you guys are, you know, same team. And obviously the situations are a bit different, but there should be a way to, to kind of see your your progress in this one, perhaps. Yeah, you know, I don't ever look at things as, um, you know, measuring stick. You know, for, for me, I think each, each week you measure yourself against, you know, the improvement of the week before. I think what's unique is, as you said, is we have a chance to see our improvement from, you know, the last time we played them till now. Um, you know, they're a different team. We're a different team. Um, you know, we, we had last time we played them, we had, you know, McCaffrey and KK and, and different guys like that out there playing for us. They had different people. So I think, you know, every team is a, is a, uh, is a unique, you know, organism each year. It just, it, it grows and improves and changes and, and you want to make sure that you're getting better. So I think we'll find out, you know, my, my main measuring stick each week is, are we a better team this week than we were last week? Um, you know, have we have we improved from from the team that played the Chiefs last Sunday? Um, that's you know, I'm just sort of a slight edge guy, just trying you know, hoping that we get better and better and better. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that we play better this week than we did you know last week. But if I could just follow up, I guess when you look back at that week two game, are you able to identify things that you are either much better at or not as not as improved as you would have liked to be at this point in the season? We're, we're much better at a lot of different things from that game. Um, you know, that game was, was, was an example of us really beating ourselves in a lot of areas. I think we had, I think I said it yesterday. I think it was like nine penalties, 23 pressures, five sacks, four giveaways. I think those are the numbers, nine, maybe nine negative plays. I mean, we, we really, uh, you know, got up to a 21, nothing deficit and then fought and crawled back into the game. Um, you know, so, so, you know, we, we've improved in a lot of areas. Um, I think five of our penalties, four or five of our penalties on defense in that game extended drives for them. We had a couple personal fouls that we were off the field and put them back on the field. 
but you know they're they're playing with different players now. Um, you know, in some areas, um, you know, Chris Godwin didn't play against us. Uh, Antonio Brown didn't play. You know, um, you know, we have you know. So so I just think we're different teams, but I do think there's a lot of areas that we've improved in. Um, I'm very pleased with our team's improvement throughout the course of the year. It just, you know, at the end of the day, there's just a lot more that we have to get better at. Matt, and you're, you're pleased with the team's improvement. I'm wondering, um, how do you think the coaching staff has improved since week two, now that you've got nine, two months, nine games under your belt uh, under the, together? I'd, I'd say the same thing. Um, I'd say that our coaches have adapted to, um, you know, a new situation, uh, different players, uh, guys in and out of the lineup. I think they've uh, made the most of their opportunities. They've, um, they've get putting our players in good position to make plays. Um, I think uh, just like the team, I think, you know, there's always things that we have to continue to improve on as a coaching staff. I think each and every week you go back and uh, you look at your players, you look at your staff, you look at the, yourself as a head coach and you say, what do we do well? What do we not do well? What can we improve upon? And I think when you have that sort of, um, love of the process you know you don't get quite as caught up in the result you just you know surrender the result and just focus on the, that improvement and um i think uh i know i know our coaching staff works really hard um and um i just uh i just think that they're 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 doing a nice job and we have to continue to do better and better next question we'll go to joe person followed by steve reed and then actually i have two real quick um they're, we always say they're quick um Joe Brady is already kind of popping up on for what it's worth on head coaching candidate type lists. Just wonder kind of how you approach that. We haven't talked with you about that philosophically about, um, you know, of course, probably just, just how you approach that with, uh, in terms of just, I guess, you know, wanting whether you want them to pursue that kind of thing or talking to them about the right opportunity, the right timing of these sorts of, yeah, I mean, I want, I want every player, coach, staff member, I want everyone that's here to appreciate the opportunity they they have here. You know that Mr. Tepper's afforded us the chance to be here, but I also want them to chase their dreams and 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 go have unreal success. Um, whereas you know sometimes people just see a name of a coach. I see their, I see their families. I see their girlfriends, their wives, their kids, and I want everyone to have success and. Um, I think when you do that, when you're loyal to the people that work for you, it breeds loyalty. You know, I know some of you guys know that a lot of people have been with me for a long time, and I would hope that a lot of people will continue to be with me for a long time. Um, now that being said, I, I don't have a problem with anyone handling anything as long as they're doing their job at a high level while we're here. And um, you know, I know I know all the coaches on our staff. Um, opportunities will come, but um, you know, we we we're pretty resolute about getting this um, this season. Uh, as good as we can make it, you know, we, we want to improve as far as we can and have as good a team as we can have. And so I think everyone's uh, attention is, is based upon the hours I see them working and the way that I see them coaching and the way that I see them, you know, doing things. I think um, there's no doubt in my mind that our guys are really focused on the here and now, but at the right time, if guys have opportunities, I will always 1000% support them as long as they're honest with me and tell me about, you know, tell me about what's going on. And then the other thing was completely unrelated. Just wondered, uh, saw you had Tommy Stevens in. Uh, if you think you're going to sign him, and would it be as a quarterback or a tight end? Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably wait till later just to see how that process works out. Um, 
uh, you know, just, um, you know, testing and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, Tommy's a guy we had a lot of respect for, you know, um, you know, going back to college and, and so, um, wait and see if it works out. Hey, Matt, I was wondering, you know, as you're going back through film and watching Tampa Bay and what the saints did to them, uh, to really slow their offense down, what did you learn, uh, from what the saints did and what can you, what do you guys got to do to translate that, uh, on Sunday yourselves? Um, the saints just played really, really well. I mean, they, they, they covered well. They um, got pre- stopped the run. They got pressure on the quarterback. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's what they did. It's just how they played. They just played well. And, um, um, you know, I think for us, I don't think you can necessarily go out and say, hey, we're going to copy this or copy that. In fact, I think if you try to do something that they did, you know, I, I, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, I'm sure they went back and looked at the things and, and, and they'd have an answer for it so quickly. I think we have to just do what we do and, and uh, take advantage of the players that we have that are, out there for us and 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 just the key being that it's how we do what we do um and i i believe that with all my heart and soul you know i i tell our team all the time like there's three four teams that win the super bowl there's four three teams that win the super bowl there's teams that play man three there's teams that play all zone like people you know we all have a tendency to get caught up in like what we're doing but it's really just how you're doing it you know there's two back teams that go to the super bowl there's one back almost spread teams that go to the Super Bowl. And what you can't do is you can't try to copy someone else. You have to take advantage of the players that you have and say, what can we do and be successful at? Um, and I think the Saints just, you know, they, they just played really well. And, um, um, you know, Tampa's an outstanding team. And, and um, you know, they'll, they'll play a great game on Sunday. And we have to make sure that we just do what we do and try to do it as well as possible. But uh, I just don't think there's much we can take from that game other than um, – you know, just studying Tampa and, and the way that they did things. Let's go to David Newton and then Elena Gutzenberg. Hey, Matt, um, a lot of times when the team has a lot of penalties, they have to do it being undisciplined. And what, what When you look at the penalties you guys have had this year, what would you attribute that to? Because it seems to be an issue that crops up more times than not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, the, the unique thing is I wish it, you know, I wish it was like that easy for me. Like, and it's hard to be honest with you, David. It's, it's hard because like one game, it's like three penalties. Right. And then the next game, it's 12. Um, you know, I think the saints was maybe like one penalty. Um, so if it was like as cut and dry as like, Hey, we're just a pretty undisciplined team. We would just continue to try to be a more and more and more disciplined team. And as you know, I went back and studied the, the, the Panthers, you know, like just, Hey, when, when we win, what it was, we look like when we lose, we look like, um, there's, there, you know, historically it's been like, hey, when we've had a lot of penalties, we haven't played as well. But I go back to the Arizona Cardinal game this year. So I, I thought maybe that was it this year. But I go to the Cardinals game. I think we had like 11, 12, 13 penalties in that game. And that might have been our best game this year. So um, I try to kind of put them in categories, right? Like, um, you know, um, aggressive penalties versus, versus tentative penalties versus pre-snap penalties. So I think on offense, um, you know, I've just told Joe and them, like, we can't have, we cannot win and have these pre-snap penalties, guys lining up wrong guys, you know, it just can't happen. And um, that can be for a lot of different reasons. It can be players pressing, players not preparing, which is not the case. Our players prepare, coaches trying to do too much, be, you know, put too much offense in. On defense, I can always live with the aggressive ones. We can't keep jumping off sides. Like, I think most great D-line coaches would tell you they'll give their defense one, one jump off sides one time. Okay. Like, be aggressive, but after that, we have to slow it down. So the aggressive ones, when we're out there playing, I, I can live with all those. But um, I just think that we're still learning 
what it takes to play great football, play in and play out. And I mean that in a very respectful way. Our guys are playing so hard. I respect it. They're preparing so hard. It's just our level of being in the moment and not getting caught up in what's the score. I got to go make a play. Oh, it's third down. Like, don't get caught up in all that stuff and just reduce everything down to I'm going to play hard. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to trust my technique and trust myself. Like, just trying to take all this, like, hey, we got to win the game. We got to win the game and bring it down to I'm going to, I'm going to do what I do this play. And um, we're getting closer to that. Um, but I think when you're in that very focused mindset of just handling one play at a time, what's next, you don't try to do too much, and then you don't jump off sides. And so, um, I appreciate the question. I really do because that, like, I love when I, you guys ask me questions that I'm thinking about all the time. And I really believe it's just that mindset of, hey, let me go do what I do. Um, if we were punching people, hitting people late, that to me would be discipline. Um, I think we, we are just learning how to play in and play out, trust ourselves, trust our technique. And the great, the, the, the negative thing is it's not always there, but when it comes, I think it's something that stays with you. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Hey, Matt, I was curious, you know, you had Joey try these two long attempts late in games this year. What's your process for, like, I know you talked to Chase about what Joey's distance is and all that, but, like, what's your process in deciding um, late in games to go for those versus a Hail Mary? Like, who do you talk to? What factors go into that decision for you? Um, it just really goes – it really comes down to me. Like, I, I wouldn't – I don't want to be the kind of coach that sit here and says, well, I asked him and he said this, you know. Um, I'll, I'll just keep those conversations. You know, at the end of the day, I have to make the decision. And um, I think it, I think it depends on, Hey, you know, do I think we can, you know, do I think we can convert the throw as opposed to having a chance at the kick? Um, you know, I think, you know, if you go back to the last one, it was just sort of, um, you know, Hey, the wind at our back. And I think that I thought that was probably our only chance of making that, you know, making that. Um, so I think that just kind of comes down that those things in, inevitably, no matter who I'm taking information from, they come down to me and they're my decision and, uh, neither one has worked out, so I think that that just that just falls on um, me. Um, what I will say is is I'm always trying to improve the things that happened before that, so we're not in that situation, right? And then, and there's some things you guys see. There's also a lot of other things that if we just kind of do the things I just said to David and just kind of execute and not try to do too much, maybe instead of being at the you know 40, 65 yarder, it's a 55 yarder, and we have a chance to win the game. So, um, but. It, at the end, it all comes, it all comes back on me and I take, you know, I take total and complete and extreme ownership of the decisions I make and whether they work or not. And then I was curious, I know you're not going to put like, you know, make excuses or anything like that, but having this late of a bye where you guys still have three more games to go before you have a bye, do you feel like, I know it's the first year, but like, do you feel like that would have been helpful to have earlier on or, you know, do you think about, I know you can't change it, but is that a thought at all? Yeah, I, I try to be really disciplined about not allowing myself to, to go there. Um, um, you know, if, if you know, I never know how things are going to turn out. What, what I think will be good will be bad. What I think will be bad will be good. So I just take it as it comes. It, it brings me a lot of peace to just be that way. So um, things outside my control, I, I don't just accept. I just try to attack. So, um, you know, I think there's teams that probably had an early bye week that, that, you know, might get banged up later in the year in which they had a late bye week. And, you know, so we, um, you know, maybe this will come at the right time. I just, uh, I'm just really focused on this week. All right, guys, we have time for two more. So let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then wrap up with Bill Vos. Hey, Matt. Um, it seems like you all are really focusing on, I guess, the things you all did wrong. Um, 
in the last few weeks and week two and self-inflicted wounds. Is there anything that Tampa does that um, really contributes to teams making self-inflicted wounds? Um, I mean, Tampa, they're just, they're, they're just really good. I mean, um, you know, they can, they can run the football and they, you know, I think he's thrown for 370 twice this year. Um, and this, you know, they're, they're as loaded with weapons now as they've ever been. And then defensively, I think, you know, they, they put a lot of, if you talk about the things from the first, the first game, if, if you're referring to like week two, I think they're, um, they're five down, you know, they bring five, basically five D linemen, five pass rushers in the game and just force a one-on-one and there's nothing easy, right? Like, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to play man coverage and, and, and just bring pressure and, um, they're going to bring the safeties and blitz the safeties and play man. And so, um, they make nothing easy and they, and you can't, there's not a lot of time because they're bringing so much pressure and they blitz the way the run game as well. So, um, they have outstanding players on defense. I mean, they've got, they've got a great defensive line and outside linebackers. They've got great linebackers. They have an excellent secondary. They're just, uh, they're a complete team. And, um, um, but it's that blitzing, that pressure that, you know, putting, putting people in the box that can sometimes cause you to, um, you know, rush that can sometimes, you know, can cause negative plays and really was, you know, a lot of our issues last time were the, the five sacks. And so, um, you know, for us to, to play well, we have to play, uh, you know, really well up front in terms of the run game and in terms of protecting the quarterback. Matt, it's a small sample size, but it seems like you're playing a bit better on the road than at home. Are you feeling that or is in this bizarre year, do you kind of have to, it, it, it's really hard to find trends like that? Um, you know, I thought I thought probably our best game this year was the Arizona Cardinal game, and that was at home. Um, I think um, I think when you go on the road, um, the hardest thing about going on the road is the crowd, which is not really good, except for Kansas City. I think they had like eighteen or twenty thousand people there, so you could definitely hear it. But I think the one nice thing about going on the road is just, you know, as a team, you you know, you're kind of all in the hotel, you're on the plane together, you're on the hotel together, even in a COVID year. Like, there's a lot of camaraderie. There's sort of a sense of like, you know closing the gates and, and rallying together when you're at home, you don't really have that. So there's sort of a closeness that you have on the road, but it's just so hard because it's so loud. I think this year, cause you're, you're going into places and it's not loud. There's a certain special thing that kind of is, is available on the road. Um, but I think our best game this year was at home. And so, um, um, you know, I, I, I anticipate and our challenges to us has been like, you know, when we play at home, we have a chance to play in front of our fans. We have a chance to play in front of our family and our friends. And it's a, it's an opportunity for us this this Sunday. Like um, we know we're becoming a better team, and it's a chance for us to go out and play our best game from the people who care about us and whom we care about. So um, I uh, I would expect our guys to play really well this week at home. Hey, Curtis, how you doing today? You've been playing really well uh, here the last month. And I wanted to know if, if there's something uh, in Joe Brady's scheme similar to what you did in college that gives you a comfort level that you maybe haven't had completely before? Um, I think just, you know, being able to move around the field, you know, really do different things, give defenses uh, different looks, 
it's kind of tough for them to be able to figure things out because I'm all over the field, you know, just finding ways to get me the ball and, you know, just uh, using my skill sets and my talents and, you know, making, th- uh, making things happen. And the instincts you've shown as a running back really stand out. I mean, we didn't get to see that really from you before. What, what about that? Does that just come naturally or do you get something you have to work on or what? Oh, no, that's that's all natural. Um, I played running back my whole life since I was a little kid growing up. Didn't really stop playing receiver <clears throat> and not even really receiver. Uh, still that hybrid type of guy, wide receiver and all that in high school. That's when I first moved to, you know, uh, the wide receiver position. Um, and then college, my freshman year, I played running back. You know, my second year, going to my, sec- my, my spring, that's when I moved to receiver. So my whole life I was playing running back. You know, it's natural to me. Curtis, last week was an opportunity to uh, get a win to make the entire NFL stand up and take notice of where this Carolina Panthers team is. Uh, now this week you're up against uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, all that. Do you think that this weekend presents uh, the chance for a signature win that illustrates uh, just where the Panthers are and where they're going in this process? Um, <clears throat> not really too concerned with everybody else. We just, we just want to win. You know, um, we don't really care too much about having the league on notice or whatever the case may be. It's, it's all about us. You know, we just want to play our best brand of football. We want to go out there, you know, play a good game, play tough, play hard, you know, come out with a win at the end of the day. That's all That's all that matters. All right, let's go to Sharon Thorsland for the next question. Hey, Curtis, um, looking at this Bucks defense, I mean, they're obviously still playing well, but it seems like their secondary has improved over the past couple of games, particularly Carlton Davis. I think he's got four picks now. What do you see out of them defensively, particularly on the back end? I mean, it's, it's, it's a good group of guys, you know, they, <clears throat> those, 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 uh, the ones up front, you know, they get, they get, get, they get things going, you know, they make it easier for the back end um, by putting pressure on the quarterback you know, not allowing the quarterback to set their feet and, you know, make make throws. So, you know, when you have a good front front of uh, a good D-line, you know, <clears throat> the back end gets the reward. So, um, no, it's not really about them. It's about us just being able to protect, catch the ball, uh, run good routes. You know, that's, that's all on us. Let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Kelly Bartzik. <clears throat> I was kind of going to ask that. I, I was wondering what you felt like you all really struggled to struggle with um, that allowed you all to, you know, dig that deep of a hole in that first matchup. Uh, I don't think we really struggle with anything. <clears throat> I just it's just all about execution. Uh, you know, just making the plays. You know, eliminating eliminating uh, negative plays. You know. Just not to, just just don't turn the ball over, you know, whether it's ball keepers, whoever it is, you know what I'm saying? Everybody play a part, whether you're blocking for somebody or, you know, whatever the case may be. If you got the ball in your hands, protect the ball. You know, um, <clears throat> as long as we take care of the ball, you know what I'm saying? Our offense is good as anybody in the league. We draw the ball down the field, score touchdowns, and, you know, uh, that's going to help us uh, get a win. Hey, Curtis, Coach Roll was talking about your vision being as a – running back and your ability to anticipate holes opening up you said you played running back your whole life when did you realize or maybe a coach realized that you had that ability to see the field that way how old were you I've been doing that since I was a little kid <laughs> <laughs> since, since I was young you know it, it just came natural to me not really um 
you know, just being able to anticipate. And I really think that come down to just knowing schemes, you know, just understanding what, what like what the line going to do. Um, just having second, second level reads and third level reads, something I, I learned in, in, in college, you know, playing running back, just not even really worrying about the, the D line and just worrying about the linebacker. So you could be able to anticipate uh, making that linebacker miss or even, you know, when the line go up to that linebacker, being able to make that safety miss because you know he coming down the hill at a certain angle. It's just things like that. It's just preparation and just really studying film and understanding where guys is coming from so you could be able to make the reads before it happens. All right, let's go to Steve Reed for the final question for the first Hey, hey Curtis. Um, just to follow up on David Newton's question and Kelly's question, too, um, in a – you know, perfect world. Would you rather play running back and, and <laughs> be running back than a receiver? I'm just curious if you know, maybe if you were a little bit bigger. I don't know. If, would you rather be a running back in the NFL than a wide receiver? No, I like playing receiver. It's fun okay. going down the field, scoring touchdowns. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, I, I'm I'm happy to have and fortunate enough to have have these types of uh, skill sets to be able to do different things. You know, line up receiver outside, inside, backfield. You know, it just um, helps my game mind. It also helps the team out because they could put me in so many different places and have so many other people on the field. You just move, um, just move parts around, just get defenses that that different look. Because what are they gonna say? Oh, is he a running back or is he a receiver? You know, that's 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 up to them. You know, so well, we're gonna do what we gotta do. How's it going, DJ? I'm doing well. Good, you know? good. I'm good, man. Um, you know, you uh, only had a couple catches past couple games. Um, what are you trying to do, I guess, to improve? What are your thoughts on that? What do you think is is, is has not been working the past two games? Uh, thinking about it, uh, you really don't. I really don't got to do nothing new. Uh, just keep going out there balling like I am. Uh, just know, like the ball is gonna get spread around. Because you, as you see, Curtis is making plays, Robbie is making plays, Christian was making plays. Like throughout it, we got a whole bunch of playmakers that's just going to get the ball and not just one person. So I'm really just laid back with it. And uh, just how we're moving is going to help us win. Let's go to JB Ricks. Hey, DJ, JB Ricks here from Spectrum News One. Thanks for taking out the time. Um, you just mentioned Curtis and the uh, opportunities that he's been able to take advantage of. And it's looking like Christian's going to be out for a significant amount of time again. And that's going to put him kind of in that running back hybrid position once again. Do, do you see opportunities maybe opening up so you can maybe climb out of the slump that, that, that's going on with your game right now? I wouldn't call it a slump. Uh, I would just call it the ball is getting passed around more. So with Curtis, though, he's, he's always been that dynamic player that can do both. So... Having that, I don't, I don't think uh, no opportunities is going past anybody. So we all just got to be able to make plays when our numbers fall. Let's go to David Newton for the next question. Hey, DJ, I want to ask you, what what impresses you the most about the way Curtis is being used right now? What impresses me? Uh, that he actually, when he actually gets the ball, he's just making crazy plays. As you seen, he had to dive and catch this past week. So that was that was something that uh that really uh caught me off guard when he made it and uh, that he had his first 100-yard uh, game, receiving game, like, ever. That uh, that surprised me, too. And, and when he goes back to the backfield, plays running back, I mean, it can't be that easy to do. I know a few 
people do it. I mean, have you ever done that? And just uh, have you ever imagined doing that? And how difficult do you think that would be? Have I done it? I've done it before. Uh, it's really not that hard, but at the same time, it is hard if because you you focus on receiver uh, when you play a receiver, but then they call you to go in the backfield. It's a whole different world when you go back there. All right, you guys have any more questions for DJ? Go ahead, Jonathan, if you have one, go ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah, DJ, I'm wondering, what do you think the biggest things you all are or need to focus on uh, this game, um, you know, compared to what happened in week two? Um, just We just did a bunch of self-scouting, uh, just figured out the things that we needed to correct uh, from the first game, especially in the first half uh, that we needed to fix. So going out in the first half this week, we're just going to look to fix those things. What, what, what were those things, if you don't mind me asking? And I'd rather not say. OK, cool. Appreciate it. Let's, let's go to Sharon Thorsland. And then final question will go to Steven Toronto. Hey, DJ. Um, when you look at, um, obviously, the, the game against the Saints last week, the Bucks defense did not play particularly well. But um, do you see them bouncing back this week? And what are your impressions of, of how they've been playing so far this season? Uh, their defense is playing real good. Um, I expect them to bounce back and give us their best, like they always do. Um, so I'm looking forward to a battle with uh, their defense. DJ, there's there's always a lot of pressure on the cornerback in the NFL, and, and Teddy Bridgewater has really handled uh, that pressure this year quite well. How how close do you think he is to getting getting a win that would against a against an opponent like Kansas City or like Tampa Bay this weekend that would really uh, prove a point to people that he is the guy for this franchise long term, or is that, or is that not something you guys are thinking about? I know he wants to be a franchise quarterback. Uh, just talking to him and getting to know him. Uh, so every like every loss that we have has been hard, but I know every win is a team win to him. Uh, he just doesn't say like, oh, I put the team on my back to go get this win. He looks at it as everybody played a part as an, as played a part in it to get us that win. So for him, every win is just getting us a step closer to uh, the uh, end of the year goal. We got Teddy joining us. Uh, please use the raise hand button if you have questions for him. With that said, Teddy, you just want to go right into questions? Yeah. All right. If someone wants to start us off with the first one, go for it. Teddy, why are you wearing that? I'm here to throw a flag on any question that I don't want to answer. No, I'm just playing. I just came from work, uh, my other job, Foot Locker. So, yeah. Mike, Salarte, you want to ask the next one? Uh. Is there a reason that you are working at Foot Locker? Um, well, when you got a punter who is 100% uh, on the season completing passes, man, he makes it tough on you. So trying to find another way to generate some in uh, income. <laughs> okay. Following up with that on a more serious nature, uh, the, the bounce back nature of this game is one that you guys have to kind of lean on. Um, unfortunately, you guys have had to do it, try to do it now four straight weeks, but do you feel you guys are getting closer as you guys were able to hang and, you know, you continue to have last chances, last, you know, have the ball last and, and have a chance to tie or win games? I mean, do you guys feel like you maybe are, are turning that corner a little bit? 
definitely. Um, but we don't want to keep saying that we're getting closer because, you know, that could put into, you know, someone's mind that, man, maybe if this guy does something a little different or if this guy would have did this, as long as I did my job, we're close enough. So uh, we just want to make sure that, you know, we're representing this brand, um, being an example of this brand, and not just, uh, you know, forming opinions and things like that. So um, each day we just come in with this mindset to, to try to get better. We want to know each week, uh, the past couple of weeks, you know, have been some tough losses, but um, we get another opportunity this Sunday. Let's go back to Bill Voth for the next question. Hey, Teddy, I know you were asked about the third quarter the other day. I'm curious, when you're um, studying stuff, do you, do you look at trends of things like, hey, look at what, look, here's what we're doing in the third quarter and here's what we're doing well, here's what we're not? Yeah, definitely. And um, it's all about our in-game process, uh, just trying to find ways to improve that. Uh, if we can just figure out what's going on or just continue to improve our in-game process, uh, we'll fix a lot of things that happens on Sunday. Uh, Matt Rule yesterday said he's losing sleep over the third quarter stuff. I imagine you don't stress that much, though. No, I, I lose sleep about it as well. Um, you know, when you look at the second half, you know, whether we're getting the ball to start or, you know, um, we're on defense to start. Um, obviously, us scoring points is most important. Uh, so that's something that we want to make sure that we just address and, you know, try to fix moving forward. Anybody else have a question for Teddy? Yes, I do. Hey, Teddy. What's uh, up, Joe? Good to see you, man. I like the uh, I like the effort there with the uh, with the stripes. Uh, Matt Rule, excuse me. Uh, Joe Brady is a guy who's showing up on a lot of already like coming head coaching candidate type lists. You've been in two different places now. Do you think? I'm not trying to get you to run him out of the building already. Do you think he's a guy that, that you could see becoming a head coach sooner rather than later? Uh, definitely. Um, you know, Joe is just a guy, you know, who has been the same, you know, throughout this entire process. You know, um, we we love that, you know, he's able to just bring out the best in, you know, different guys around here. Um, you know, you look at, you know, certain things that we're doing, you know, Individually, you know, Joe is a huge, uh, you know, part of that along with the other coaches on his staff. So, um, you know, we're aware, you know, things happen throughout the course of the season. But at the end of the day, we just want to focus on what's in front of us right now, and that's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is it ever like a point of like, you know, you have to like kind of joke him about with him about it if you see him see him mentioned in a story like that? Yeah, definitely. But um. I think, man, when, when you think about situations like that, you know, it's a testament to your, your head coach as well. You know, um, as a head coach, I think you want to be able to groom, you know, your coordinators to eventually be head coaches and your position coaches to be coordinators and eventually head coaches. So, you know, from top down with, you know, Coach Rule and the way, you know, the staff has come together in such little time, you know, uh, it's just, you know, fun to be a part of. And, you know, it's very exciting. Uh, to be a part of. Let's go to David Newton and then J.B. Ricks. Hey, Teddy. Uh, regarding your shirt, I know you were kind of having fun with that, but uh, we don't get to see your personality a lot because we're not in the locker room around that. I know Matt Rule was also talking about how penalties have been costing the team. Is, is anything to do with your shirt about 
you know, that or trying to emphasize that or just have fun with that or, or what, what's the real deal? Uh, I'm going to throw a flag on you on that play. <laughs> but no, um, you know, when you look at the games, man, you know, especially not trying to go back to Sunday, but when you do play great teams in this league and you have 12 penalties or, you know, multiple penalties uh, that can show up to be the reason or part of the reason that you lose the game. Uh, the shirt had nothing to do with it, but, um, you know, we understand that that's a part of beating ourselves, you know, penalties, negative plays. Uh, if we could just eliminate those, win the toxic battles and field position and situation and things like that, I think we got a pretty good team. Nice whistle you made there. I wanted to also ask you about Curtis Samuel. Um, you chemistry, your guys are developing. Um, is there anything y'all done away from the field to, to kind of make that stronger or anything? And, and how would you describe it right now? Honestly, man, guys are just playing football. Um, and, you know, that entire receiver room, those guys are just feeding off of, off of each other's energy. Um, each week, different guys are making plays. You know, one week you might see DJ going up, making a catch 40 yards, 50 yards down the field. The next week you might see Robbie running a six-yard route and getting 20 yards. Curtis making a big play on third down. So, you know, that entire room, those guys just look forward to each day that they get to come to work and, and you know, lock in on the installs, the game plans, and, and they get excited when they see that the number's going to be called. So Curtis has been making some plays for us the past couple of weeks. Well, all season you know, along with DJ and Robbie. So we're excited that they're on our team. Hey, Teddy, JB here from uh, Spectrum News One, man. I love the humor you're bringing to today's uh, Zoom presser. Um, I, wanted to add, I wanted to go back to Joe Brady. He, he mentioned earlier today that uh, he, he hopes to be on the field when it comes to calling plays and kind of like being next, you know, next to you or with the offense or whatever uh, moving forward. What, what is your preference as a quarterback when it comes to your off offensive coordinator or, or whoever may be uh, calling the plays for you th throughout your entire career, college and the NFL, would you prefer to have your offensive coordinator right there next to you or still doing the communication from up in the booth? You know, I've had the opportunity to, to have, you know, uh, my coordinator in the press box early in my career, then when I was in New Orleans, Sean was on the field. So, um, you know, honestly, it's what's ever most comfortable for them um, to ensure that they call a great game. Um, you know, some guys may perform better, you know, in a press box where they don't have to deal with the noise, the chaos on the sidelines. And some guys may need to be on the field, you know, to see where the ball is actually spotted and to really feel like they're part of the game. For me, and you know, I enjoyed having Joe on the sideline last week. Um, you know, he sees the game. We see the game the same. We're having the same ideas when we come off the field. And then he's able to just go down, talk to the offensive line, uh, talk to the running backs, the wide receivers, tight ends. So uh, it, was, it was huge having, having him on the sideline last week. Thanks, man. Th thanks for not throwing the flag on me. <laughs> no problem. All right, guys, we got time for three more. So let's go to Alina Gutzenberg, then Steve Reed, and finish with Joe Person. Hey, Teddy, I was wondering, you know, DJ mentioned that you guys did a little bit of, like, self-scouting um, from the other Tampa Bay game and that sort of thing. I was curious, what do you feel like this offense, how has it developed, you know, since back to week two or, like, earlier in the season? What do you think you guys are doing better or, yeah? I think, man, um, honestly, guys are playing for one another. You look at that first Tampa game, especially in the first half, you know, a guy gets tackled. He's getting up off the ground by himself. 
And then you look at that second half of that game, you know, you started seeing guys picking each other up. And then as the weeks, you know, started rolling, guys started just being there for each other. You know, a guy makes a play, you know, one of our guys are down there to high five him. Uh, we get in the end zone, you see Timo spiking the ball. And everyone has just made it about the team. You know, uh, they've been able to put the, the individual success and the individual mindset aside and just understand that, man, in order to have individual success, it has to come together as a team. And, you know, guys understand that. And then I also want to say happy belated birthday. Did you get to do anything for your birthday or COVID kind of make it? <laughs> uh, thank you. I, I was able to go to Olive Garden. I had a salad and some bread. It was pretty good. <laughs> All right, Joe, you there? I will go. I think it was Steve Reed next. But oh. Since the referee appointed me next. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, the, the NFL owners yesterday approved uh, some incentives for the Rooney Rule to reward teams with draft picks who develop minority coaches, head coaches, and GMs. Just uh, your thoughts on that, if you thought it was needed and if you thought it was a good step or, or not. Uh, it was definitely a good step, I feel, as long as it's genuine. Um, you know, I'd hate to see that, you know, it's being done just to get these draft picks. Uh, so, I mean, I can't really speak too much on it. You know, I've been, like I always say, I've been in this bubble since the season started. But uh, it is great to see that, you know, uh, more minority coaches and, you know, things like that are falling in place for them uh, to be able to be promoted and, you know, reward coaching staff, like I said, you know, it speaks volumes of, of head coaches when you see coordinators um, go get head coaching jobs, different places. So um, it was pretty exciting to see. Uh, sorry, Teddy, I missed my spot there, but uh, Joe picked up nicely. Um, hey, Teddy, uh, 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 Tom Brady had a very un-Tom Brady-like game last week. Um, wonder as a quarterback, if you can kind of speak to maybe what's kind of going through his mind this week in terms of how to make changes. And does it concern you that you guys are – going to face Brady on after a week in which he, you know, really sort of struggled. Yeah, I definitely got to throw a flag on that play. <laughs> um, you know, that's something you got to ask Tom Brady. Um, for me, you know, it's just all about us and what we can do here to uh, put ourselves in position to win the football game. Um, we can't make it about our opponents each week. You know, it has to be about us and um, not beating ourselves. So. That's my best way to answer that question. Hey, Ted, can I ask a, a quick one? Ha happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. Um, I, I was wondering what you got at Olive Garden. I know you can't get your, your grits and syrup, which you should throw a flag on that play. Um, we get, what, did you, what did you get there? Yeah, I had, a bre I had some bread and a salad. I took a little cranberry juice uh, from the facility. So that was about it. I don't like spending my money. So some bread and salad was good for me. All right, throwing guys. a flag on Olive Garden. <laughs> All right, we gotta let Teddy go. Teddy, we appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thank you, guys. Guys, that'll do it for me to be able to go today. <laughs>